Welcome to Saturday Soup for the Sister's Soul. I'm Cherry Gillings and I created this podcast with the intention of offering a space to connect. Where we could peer underneath the busyness of our minds to the sun that shines on the inside always. That light that inner light is a source of life from that place we can access everything that we need to navigate our way through life So together, the purpose of this conversation is to soothe, heal, inspire, nurture, and elevate from the inside out. I wonder how you are with silence. What do you notice when it's silent and quiet? I lead some groups and one of them is called Just a Thought or Jack Club. And It seems to be that I'm leading it by default rather than design. Because my friend started this conversation based upon something called the three principles and Eckhart Tolle's power of now. And my friend has bowed out and I've kept going. My friend's gone on a course in miracles journey and I've just continued to hold the space for the group and we meet online on Saturday mornings on Zoom like everything else in the pandemic all of our meetings are virtual and we had some feedback to say that the space has been helpful and useful for people in that there is a lot of silence in our meeting. And initially, people new to the conversation, new to the space, wonder What's happening? Has something gone wrong with the sound? Is the audio working? Has something gone wrong somewhere? And after a little while, they notice that we're all still there, but we're being quiet 
allowing our minds to settle. When we get caught up in our thinking, it's a little bit like being in a snow globe and our thoughts are whirling and swirling around our, in our minds. If you set the snow globe down and stop trying to do stuff with it, eventually you'll notice that the snow always settles. And our minds are like that. Our being is like that. If we take our hands out of the machinery, then actually, the system that we are knows how to settle itself. Almost as if we have a self-writing mechanism. And when we are out of alignment with that self-writing mechanism, we get busy trying to make ourselves feel better. Mostly, what we need to do is nothing at all, except stop, take a breath, observe, and then practice what works for you. Pull back for, for the perspective, for a broader perspective. Because when the snow settles, when the dust settles, we can see far more clearly. I was invited to speak today at a International Women's Day event and the topic was self-care and I thought I'd bring it to Saturday Soup for the Sisters Soul because like what does self-care mean to you when you hear the word self-care what comes to mind what story starts running through your mind when you hear the phrase self-care? The women in the group today were speaking about not having enough time to take care of themselves. Always being busy, always looking after other people. And self-care to them looks like something they have to do. Self-care to me is less of a doing and more of a being. And the practice of caring for the self is much more about just paying attention to how you are, 
to notice how you're occurring in any moment. And the ability to give yourself what you need. Now, if like me, you've had significant adverse childhood experiences and your the quality of the relationship with yourself has been fraught with I want to say neglect um, then actually learning to pay attention to yourself with kindness then is a practice it's something that we can learn because we might not have been given it in our early years we might not have learned that we were significant and important enough to be cared for. But we can learn. And we can discover that we're always okay. So we talked about some things that get in the way of self-care. Some things that get in the way of feeling good. And stress seems to be the number one factor. Now... It might look as if stress is caused by external conditions and external circumstances. But stress is a response, it's an inner response. And that inner response is governed by whatever story and beliefs that we're living in in any given moment. And those stories and those beliefs are, of course, shaped. By the society, by the culture, by the families, by our experiences. And so, what I heard is that a lot of stress comes from what-if questions. Lots of stress is created by our what-if stories. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if it doesn't work out? What if I don't get what I need? What if I can't pay the bills? What if, what if, what if? to come back to the present moment because worrying about a future that hasn't happened yet is a surefire way to stress out the system and one of the signals that stress is giving us is that we've left this moment that we're in and our minds have moved to the future 
and we've become, become fearful. And it happens so quickly that we don't even see it. We don't even see it, we don't even notice. Usually we notice when we've gotten ill, when we've gotten unwell, or when we have to take a break, or when the pandemic came and locked us down, you know? Or lock some of us down, I should say. <laughs> so, if you catch yourself in a feeling that's uncomfortable, perhaps your mood is low, perhaps you're feeling sad, alone, afraid, there's something that you can practice called sifting, sifting experience. And it helps us to process experience in the moment. The S is for sensation. Notice the sensations in your body. Perhaps you notice that your shoulders are tight. Perhaps you notice some tension in the neck. Perhaps you notice that your jaw is clenched. Just relax the jaw, drop the shoulders, just notice. Eyes for images and impressions, what images are in your mind? What impression are you getting? Perhaps you've got an impression of something disastrous is about to happen. Perhaps the images are coming from the news or perhaps you've seen some things in your mind of a future not working out. Just notice the images in your mind, the impressions that you're getting. F is for feelings. Emotions. What's the emotion? Emotions are really one word. Oftentimes you'll hear people say, I am feeling, and they'll give you a whole story, a whole sentence, and you can be sure, 100%, that that's not a feeling. <laughs> that's a thought, that's a story. And finally, the T is thoughts. What thoughts are going through my mind right now? Sift. Sensations. Images and impressions, feelings, and thoughts. When you give attention to feelings, to experience, oftentimes you'll notice that it dissipates and that the next right thing to do emerges because you've given attention to the signal that your system is sending. When we don't give attention, when we try and drink it away, drug it away, gamble it away, shop it away, push it down, eat it away, we can guarantee that those feelings are going to come back with more ferocity and more intensity. 
Sometimes even making the body physically sick so that you have to slow down and you have to pay attention. I noticed this week that I found the stories in the press about Meghan Markle and uh, Prince Harry quite triggering. And what I recognised as I slowed down and just tuned into my experience is that I wasn't really feeling for her and him and their story. I was feeling for all of us, black women, people of colour, who have had systems leveraged against them and been wrongfully accused or maligned when people of, you know, a particular demographic in the white majority in the UK particularly stereotype mislabel and that on the receiving end of that it's quite painful to be misrepresented to be misunderstood to be attacked in that way and I just noticed my feelings in that moment that sensation that feeling in your stomach that you just know what this is like the tension The images through my mind were images of my own experiences of racism in the workplace. And I remembered the time when my colleague asked me, why did all the black staff sit together at lunchtime? And how ridiculous it seemed to me. Like, what was she talking about? (laughs) And then I said to her, do you not notice that all the white staff sit sit together at lunchtime too? Subtle suggestions that we exclude It's a projection. And I noticed my feelings around it, whether it's I was angry, that it's 2021, and still this conversation is happening, occurring, still this behavior is going on. And a little sad too, a little sad, like, oh gosh, a little disappointed. And it was as if, by validating my own feelings, I was able to move on through my day, through the rest of the week and what have you, 
not triggered, not activated by it again. So the practice of sifting experience is a way of validating yourself. Seeing yourself and letting yourself know, oh, it's okay. It's okay. You are okay. When we are validated, our significance is, we experience our significance. And essentially, you're letting yourself know that you matter, that your life matters, and it matters to you first. Try the practice. Notice what you notice. And feel free to get in touch and let me know how you've gotten along with it. I think it's a very simple, very simple approach. But if you've never learned to validate, if you've never been validated, then beginning to validate yourself can be game-changing. Learning to be your own best friend, learning to be your own ally, partnering with all the aspects of yourself without policing them, but actually allowing, accepting, Attuning, attuning. And so when we do that for ourselves, we're really better able to attune to others. We're better able to allow and accept others. It's a powerful practice. And I hope you find it useful. This has been Saturday Soup for the Sister Soul. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review. Share the podcast with your friends. Jump onto Facebook, send us a message on Inner Space Coach or Instagram at Inner Space Coach. Let me know how you found it. Be well, stay safe. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your life.